What's good, everyone? My name is Steven Gilbers, and you're listening to the seventh episode of the Kick Knowledge Podcast. It's been a while since you last heard from us. Uh, Zach and I have just been too busy to upload an episode last week, but um, for good reason. Uh, Zach is doing his PhD applications right now, and I'm, uh, I had to give a bunch of talks. Uh, and actually, I'm on my way to a conference right now in Wisconsin, getting ready to leave for the airport uh, in a few minutes, uh, while Zach is actually on his way to uh, Washington, D.C. for another conference. So, very busy. On top of that, uh, as you may hear during this episode, Zach's uh, recording equipment crashed um, after we recorded the entire episode. So, all audio uh, we have of Zach is sort of the backup feed that we recorded, which is of lesser quality our apologies for that but it's all right because we actually have a special guest today his name is martin connor he's a friend of the show it's his second appearance on our podcast already and it's always great having him on um we had a lot to talk about and basically uh if you hate linguistics don't play this episode we really got into the linguistics of hip-hop which is of course awesome uh, for me because that's my field of research Uh, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be interesting for for most of you listening as well so with that being said enjoy Uh, maestro uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I, I was gonna say though, yeah. So what's up? I'm good. How are you? Good, chilling. How's uh, how's the NY? How's NYC? Yeah, I was gonna say. Like last time we spoke, I was uh, in the in the Netherlands, but I'm I'm in moving closer. Like every every Wait, single episode. Slow, yeah. <laughs> Slowly but surely. Yeah. Oh, you're in New York. I didn't even think about that. That's not yeah. like that far away from me. If I was in Philly, you know where I'm from, that'd be a lot closer. Just two hours. Yeah, uh, so, exactly. so how yeah, how's NYU? It's great. It's it's fantastic, Good. really. Uh I'm I've you, only been yeah, here for like two weeks so far, but loving it. Yeah. Um, uh what what's your research? So I'm I'm here in particular to do uh, a perception experiment of African American English accents from the East and the West Coast, Damn. Uh, in a hip hop culture context. Um, uh, but that is part of the larger uh, yeah. project, which is basically hip hop linguistics. Um, it's it's I, it's the project started out with me wondering what happened to Tupac Shakur's accent when he moved from the East to the West Coast. Like, I figured his okay. accent must have changed, especially when he became, like, the leader of West Coast hip-hop, right? Yeah, um, but it didn't. Right, well, it turns out that his accent did indeed change uh, gradually over time as he as he sort of... Yeah. But then the moment he gets, like, he starts feuding with, like, Bad Boy and, and the whole, whole New York scene... Yeah. Um, his accent becomes, like, over-the-top West Coast-like. So really? He's, like, oh, that's consci- crazy. He's, like, consciously manipula- manipulating not just what he says, but the way he says Where it. Where he's saying it, to, yeah. To oh, that's crazy. So, like, it's hit him up, it's hit him up like that? Well, it's uh, the date I'm talking about right now is mostly just him in interviews. So I'm looking at free oh, okay, speech okay, in yeah, a natural setting. Okay, yeah. um, but I'm I'm sure that in the music itself, uh, that is also the case. Yeah. It's just that it's harder to measure in the music because then you've got all yeah. kinds of elements like 
um, you've got like the sound, the rhythm, the BPM, stuff like that. Yeah. That's going to influence how people speak. Um, yeah, but I'm actually true. also yeah. uh, uh, another part of my research is um, uh, is looking into uh, the relationship between regional dialects and regional rap flows. So oh, no it turns out, it turns out, at, at least, I mean, I don't have all the data yet, but so far it's looking like um, the reason that Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube sound different on the on on Wax than Nas and Jay Z do is mm -hmm. not just a stylistic choice, but it's related to how they speak. So I'm looking at. Um, the the prosody of speech and the prosody of rap yeah. so the melody and the rhythms of of rap and speech and it turns out that like new yorkers when they speak are more monotonous and rhythmically strict yeah uh, than uh californians and the same applies when they rap so so this is actually like it's it's a really cool thing because it's like the the interface between language and music that connection um I mean, people have looked at that before, like, yeah, they're they're mm. they're both st structures and blah blah. blah but and this slow. is like really yeah, yeah. subtle, really, uh, really subtle evidence of this intricate relationship. So yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's well, really yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what strikes me about that is, um, you know, like all the major metropolitan areas that rap comes from i think they have a distinct way of speaking like i was in atlanta yeah. man and just their conversations and one of the djs from magic city told me direct uh dj outlaw because i was down there doing a story on um shah uh a rapper mm -hmm. who's who's taken over the city now uh and he uh oh this dj he told me like we sing more than we speak when we talk to each other and it's true man they, they like they just their pitches go up and down their yeah. draw well, their slam that's, that's also like yeah. if in in the on the west coast it's like oh let's i can yeah like, yeah i could send you the graphs i have of like oh yeah well yeah i would love to see those of, like snoop dogg speaking dr dre speaking and then jay-z speaking like snoop dogg and dr yeah. dre like uh, like this in terms of pitch and then Jay Z is like. I, I wrote an article about uh, Eminem's, or no, I guess like metric transference, what I call it. You know, like a rapper will take a small idea uh, and then they'll move it around the beat. Mm. Uh, so they'll take the same basic idea and move it around the beat. So my example was the opening of Buster Rhymes Holler. Uh, and it was. Um, uh it's like please collect g's connect these direct you know but the beat's right here but obviously where that idea started was different every time you know he's like please correct g's connect these yeah, co yeah, direct yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever it is you know so you can feel where it's starting different but in that book uh so that was on mcfarland 2014 and that's what um is leading and that's the same imprint that's releasing my book in february february 7th 7th i guess but they oh there was a study on eminem because and it, it did kind of what you were talking about about how his rap has changed right, uh, right. because you, you you know he's so heavily associated with detroit and they have their whole what what up though thing and all of that and you know the dropping of r when you say certain words like trigger or whatever mm -hmm. but then what they looked into was the influence of missouri on him or is it mississippi i know i think it was missouri but he's actually born in missouri and then he he's moved from missouri there. i think yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 uh and, and so that was real interesting so yeah i really do think the connection well and you know correct me if i'm wrong but i think the connection between rap and linguistics no the effect of linguistics in rap on the music itself is really super underappreciated because what i realized oh, after real. a while yeah I mean, yeah what, what i'm yeah uh, there's there's 
there's some great work being done on hip hop linguistics by yeah, like, yeah. people like Sammy Aleem, who I'll be working with when I'm going to LA after uh, after I leave New York. Um, but and, and a bunch of people, but still, it's it's not enough. Yeah. And one of the problems in in terms of like, um, well, obviously, it's going to be connected to African American English, right? Because it's yeah, African American yeah. culture. Um, the problem is that when African American English was originally studied, the the aim of the of the research was mostly to was legitimize to it, it as a like, language, yeah, not yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. Like, because it's always been this bro- this stereotype, this racist stereotype of African American English being just yeah. bro- broken English, but it's not. Like, it's it's a mm-hmm. it's a language variety of its own with a full grammar and yeah, intricacies and, and in there. And that's what that, I love about it. Yeah. And, and um, the the point is though that to make that argument of it being a legitimate language rather than broken English, they had to sort of simplify things, and that led to like yeah. decades of research just ignoring. That there's a difference between New York, African American yeah. English, the South, the Midwest, the uh, 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 California. Um, like they were just saying, African American English the is the the <laughs> the English spoken by uh, pr- uh, particularly young people in urban areas such as Chicago, uh, <laughs> uh, St. Louis, LA. New yeah, York, yeah. Philadelphia, Los Angeles. Like that's the like a homogeneous thing, yeah. and that's just. I mean. So it's changing now, like, but I'm the first one to look into these details for like yeah. East and West Coast accents, like ever. So yeah, that and, and that's what exciting, I but yeah also difficult. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what I love about um, skits on albums, right? Because skits on albums are yeah, then they're really directly relating the speech to the music. So yeah. the one I'm thinking of is uh, that's what's a the Outkast yeah. song where uh, I think it's Big Boy goes to his drug dealer and he, he's trying to buy um. Oh, uh, drugs and he's like oh must have had a 10 he's like he's like california he's like oh the, uh the dealer's like oh this is that cali weed and big boy's like 65 last week it was 50 and he's like must have had a 15 dollar plane ticket huh it's like you can go on ahead with that then or whatever and obviously the way he uh, says it is a million times cooler but uh yeah if you don't mind <laughs> let, let me um i think it's southern playlist of cadillac because i've heard it a whole bunch of times uh, but like, yeah. You mentioned uh, uh, Buster Rhymes earlier, and there was a yeah. track off of his album "The Coming" that I was gonna send you. I forgot. I can't remember the name of the song. I think it's "Do My Thing." That I forgot yeah. how fucking good that album is too. Holy shit! <laughs> it's so fucking good, and like, it just blows my mind how, especially on that album, like the way he yeah. like he right. It's like never like on the beat. And yet it still fits within, like, the beat. It's crazy to me. Yeah, wait, wait which album? Uh, the Coming. It was, like, one of his first. I think it came out in, like, 96. Oh, that early? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for him, I really only know songs here and there. Because at one point, of course, what I did was I went out and tracked down the entire Dr. Dre discography, as you do. Um, and, <laughs> oh, so I know all the Busta Rhyme songs there. So, yeah, like, Holler. Uh, but the coming 1996 is a little before the time he got with Dre. So I'm thinking, like, 2004, like, Break Your Neck um, and tracks like that. Uh, mm. The Outcast song I'm thinking of is Synthesizer mm. uh, at the end, by the way. You know, he's like, um, yeah, it's just that. It, and that's what I miss about the skits. You know, even, like, Kanye. Although, yeah, it's funny. Um, uh, Chicago, I really feel like, is just its own 
world, man. I have phone calls with one of my friends from Chicago, and it is just like an alien conversation. I have to talk so slowly because I know he'll be like, man <laughs> for, for like six seconds and for and so so i just have to slow down so much and it's almost like it's almost like the exchange of information is not the point of the conversation it's just to like enjoy talking to each other um uh so yeah that that all that shit is dope uh but the bus rhymes the coming so, so so what are like the big songs on that one i'm trying to remember i know do my yeah. thing is the one i'm thinking of is that like, um, yeah, all, all, I mean, I mean, you know, we all know the, uh, uh, what's the fucking Trap Called Quest song, uh, Scenario. Yeah. Uh, but, but, mm. And then, yeah, yeah, like you're saying, you know, um, yeah, it's really, I think the easiest way to think of it is that his rhythms don't fit to the beat, but his rhythms fit to the measure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and that's like, he's just on that other level, it's you know? It's hard to make that can, work, though. Like, what's that? It's hard oh, to yeah, make that yeah. work. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's one thing to make it, like technically fit in the measure and it's another yeah, thing to to make it good to to make that enjoyable <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah yeah, yeah. And, and that's what i loved about the new tribe record is that you know in the church of buster rhymes it's my sermon you getting it's like it's the same old it, it, it's like the same old same old and that's what i like about it um you know updated obviously uh to still have a new uh fresh take on it but um oh yeah because like break your neck yo i uh there have really only been two songs that I have tried everything I could do to notate and just not been able to do it. And that was Eminem's lyrics on Rap God at the end, you know, when he's going really, fa- really fucking fast, like Sumo Luma Duma, I'm a. You make elevator music. What a, yeah. And whatever he's fucking saying. Look it up on Rap Genius if you have to. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the other one was Buster Rhymes Break Your Neck. And it's exactly because his subdivisions, this is what I'm talking about, they don't fit even to the measure. So even when, you know, I was working with Noctuplets, um, which is dividing the two dividing a half note within a single four four measure into nine parts and it's not really nine parts it's eight plus one and then i'm using that extra one to uh fit weird subdivisions to fit really long delays behind the beat uh but to even use a consistent subdivision with buster rhymes is like you would need a completely different style of notation not even the development that i was working with like you would need something like a horizontal placement of notes along a line probably seriously that's actually what i'm doing uh because like yeah. Um, so I'm analyzing, for example, I'm analyzing like Snoop Dogg's flow on nothing but uh-huh. a G thing, right? So you got this, even nothing the first bar, G which thing, I find but... hilarious. It's one, yeah. two, three, until the foe. Like he's counting oh, yeah, one, yeah. two, three, four, but if he... Like, it's so not what four. what I did was yeah. <laughs> first I, me- I like placed exactly exactly where the kick and the snare exactly yeah place the beat so not necessarily just evenly but like with the swing of the beat of the sample so i placed like markers there and then i placed exactly where he hits the so you could actually to the millisecond accurately like you could see how jazzing it up is like yeah yeah strict strict um so so that is probably if you want to get like this micro timing thing if you want to like annotate that you, you just got to do exactly like measure exactly where they're doing it because yeah it's, there is no musical notation the musical notation system is just 
too abstract to account for these really subtle things. Like yeah, it's it's more like mm-hmm. I always call it the so in in linguistics we have phonology and we have phonetics. So phonology is yeah. like it's the system, the, the language system of the sounds. Um, yeah. So the sound in the word, um, I don't know, uh, bat, like Batman, is like a yeah, bat, yeah, yeah. an ass sound. But every time you say it, it's going to be slightly different. Because mm-hmm. you can't physically, we're not physically able to do, we're not robots. We can't the do same the time. same exact, exact And, and so the thing. phonetics, so that's is the, the phonetics, phonetics like that? Right, oh, okay, so the yeah, phonetics yeah. is the realization of the system. So the musical uh, notation, like, like just... Um, know what I mean? That's the phonology of yeah. music, and then, yeah, yeah, and then the yeah, micro you know, timing is the phonetics of the music. So I, I've always liked this sort of division in linguistics because it really applies so well to uh, to music. Mm-hmm. If you want to like yeah, look at the details you, of it, you, you know. And, and I'm completely down with that. But my thing is like, well, look, when you represent music in that way, in not music notation, then people tend to think of it as not music. And so this is kind of where you talk about like the social consequences. <laughs> yeah, well, 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 that's what I, that's what I wish I could say. But like the the, the idea Zach is that with the hot uh, takes, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it has like a social effect, you know. Like this connection is not too far from Two Live Crew having their album banned in 1990 for obscenity and 19 uh, uh, for obscenity, you know, because mm. people just did not think of it as music, and no scholars had created any kind of theoretical defense for it to be like no it is music and i have proof because it's represented in music notation right so right. so yeah. i think yeah, so, you, yeah, yeah you need you need both you need the musical no- yeah. not- like notation yeah. to like show the system of the music like the the processes behind it the structure of it and then you need like yeah. the well i'm just gonna fuck it i'm just gonna call it the phonetics of music you need uh-huh. that to like get the micro timing Damn. like why that's why the title does... of my next article the phonetics of music bro that's and gonna everyone be my, everyone, will, my know I pl- everyone will know i plagiarized it exactly yeah you bastard you bastard i copied hey man both my parents are lawyers so i'm i'm, I'm willing to have this out but 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 yeah your, your focus on the city thing is really interesting uh because, oh, oh, and, and what I really made me realize, you know, back to my earlier comment that the effect of linguistics on the music of rap is underappreciated, mm. really was underscored to, to it, it came home to me when I was uh, transcribing rap, the lyrics of it. You know, I put the lyrics underneath the music notation. Yeah. And what I realized was that these words, in order to really accurately represent rhymes especially you would have to do it in the ipa you would have to do it in the ipa alphabet you know yeah, because when, because yeah like, like especially guys like eminem they they yeah tweak you know that genius video they did on uh, yeah. on him rhyming on orange oh yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. like he's eminem says like people say that the word orange doesn't rhyme with anything and that kind of pisses me off because I can think of a lot of things that rhyme with orange. What rhymes with orange? I'm dumb enough to walk in a store and steal. So I'm dumb enough to ask for a date with Lauren Hill. Some people only see that I'm white, ignoring skill. Because I stand out like a green hat with an orange bill. Then I got up and ran to the janitor storage booth. Kicked the door and loose and ripped out the foreign screws. Grabbed some sharp objects, brooms, and foreign tools. This is for every time you took my orange juice. Yeah, I, I would like to say, though, he's not hes not rhyming off of orange. No, he's, <laughs> you know? he's like, he's, yeah. he's tweaking the word. So so I, yeah, I, yeah. I looked at this uh, briefly once and like yeah. um, what he does for example what he does is he mono he mono uh, syllabifies orange so he yeah, makes yeah. it orange and all of a sudden it rhymes with yeah, all kinds yeah. of stuff or he does 
orange and he rhymes with the, with uh, like door hinge and like, yeah, there's well, well, subtle tweaks there and he's he's tweaking the vowels and he's yeah. tweaking this consonants or the syllable structure like just a little bit and then makes it flow and that's so interesting about rap i mean perfect rhyme is boring at some point like mm-hmm. i mean you can't keep rapping like the early 80s rappers all the time and expect it to be uh um entertaining or like interesting yeah, for yeah. forever like at some point you got to play with language i think that is yeah. what hip-hop has done for in in terms of like poetry and stuff um they've like they've taken rhyming to to the to not just the next level just to like a different universe like mm-hmm. nobody in history ever rhymed like rappers did i don't think you can come up with a like with poets that rhymed entire sentences for entire mm-hmm. verses like like guys like yeah. Eminem do right they can rhyme like eight syllables straight for in, for an entire song or something just i think that is really cool in in terms of it it is one of the reasons why it's so fun to be a, a linguist in so interested and invested in hip hop. Yeah. 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 Another uh, chapter from that book I was talking about was uh, in a footnote, he asserted that like, you know how Pablo Picasso did like studies in gray where he would paint pictures entirely out of gray. And then Mm -hmm. he did rose and blue. They suggest this author suggested that Eminem was doing studies of rhymes with the word orange. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like you're saying, like Mm -hmm. sometimes it is orange and then it's door hinge. Sometimes it's orange. So like in the Donald Trump freestyle, it's orange. Yeah, but exactly. in, a, in an earlier song, he rhymes it with Lauren Hill. So then it's orange, uh, yeah. you know, because he rhymes it. He's like, I'm dumb enough to go into a store and still, yeah. so I'm dumb enough so to, dumb ask, enough for to ask for a date with Lauren Hill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, st- I stand out like a hat. I stand out like a orange hat with a green orange. Yeah, but it's got to rhyme with Lauren and Starn. Um, so yeah, you know, it is. But I would say, you know. And I'm glad because I think rap has kind of backed off it. I really never, and you know, it's mostly the freaking underground uh, people, but you know, rhyming lots for no purpose really just was not, got super old super quick once Eminem wrote Lose Yourself, you know? Yeah. Because that's like, the, to me, that's the upper limit on uh, rhyme, complexity of your rhyme scheme, yeah. how many rhymes you have, um, and then being able to tell a good story at the same time. Yeah, and so exactly. that's why, you yeah. know, you know, when, when people focus, well, when people talk about rap's extension of rhyming from like the earlier Western tradition of whoever, you know, Shakespeare, Milton, whatever, I've always just been confused because rhyme is really just one small part of poetry though. So it's like either, yeah. uh, so I don't, I don't mean to shortchange uh, rappers or anything like that. Cause obviously they've worked with the other parts of it too, you know, whether it's line, uh, uh, meter, sejura, stuff like that. Different uh, kinds of rhyme, it, like it, and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is just like, you know, rhymes become really just like, Almost, and again, you know, I, maybe I told you guys this last time, but like every time you read an article by someone uh, who thinks they know a lot about rap, they will use the word flow exactly once, and they will never define what flow is. And, and it's this whole kind of like pretending to say stuff while never actually pointing anything out. So how that do you define flow Because I, like. I usually focus on, when I talk about flow, yeah. uh, the last thing I think about is rhyme schemes. Because I'm always, I define yeah. flow mostly in terms of rhythm and pitch. And music, yeah. Uh, yeah but see, I know see, a lot okay, of people who define flow is, yeah. in terms of like the, the rhyming patterns yeah. of the song. And yeah, I've never, and so I know... Um, 
Well, I know Mitchell, Dr. Mitchell O'Reiner from Denver, uh, and actually you might like his stuff because he seems to kind of be doing mm. a little bit of like the uh, frequency stuff, you know, and he's arranged syllables along horizontal timelines and stuff like that. And he has a chapter coming out that should finally once and hopefully for all exhume or excise the ghost of flow and rap because literally you just said pitch and melody p- pitch and rhythm right but what is pitch and rhythm dog pitch and rhythm is melody okay so why are we yeah. playing this game why are we fucking playing this game you know like flow is like the use of the word soul you know like there is no such thing as a soul there's no such thing as a self. Like, it's just, it, it's a word that people pour whatever they want to think of into it. If you're really, if, if, if you want to go there. So, like, the one thing I think you could say, the only difference between flow and melody comes down to diction. And diction in the sense of word choice and word choice in the sense of phonetics. So, when I say flow, really all I mean is melody and maybe with the text thrown in there. Because you can talk about Beethoven's, no, let's take a libretto. Like, talk about a Mozart melody from an opera. But at what point does the text he said, how much of that is his and how much of that is the libretto if it was mm. compiled by someone else you know so i don't i i honestly i try to not use the word flow as much as possible and just say melody because people know what you mean when you say melody because people i think have defined it the melody is there right because when you use melody there is a bit of an expectation that it fits into equal temperament and that it has these defined intervals but my idea is just that these interview intervals are obviously there we just don't have the technology or the methodology methodologies to analyze them yet so i can talk to you about how mf doom raps on the tonic in a vomit spit on f and then he slides through the subdominant but like if you really want to get to the point of like having the equivalent of uh, a fully formed scalar system for rap you know then that is like the next step and i'm just uh. saying that that i'm just saying that that will happen but it's not now and that's why i use the word melody you know i'm not legit i really don't think i'm legitimizing or i'm not trying to legitimize it but i am saying that like look we haven't figured out yet but fuck we will you know <laughs> because it's just you can't rap cannot become as popular as it did without uh, playing on what people have loved in music for thousands and thousands of years. Um, it, yeah, yeah and that's, yeah, so here, if you want a grand theory of melody, I'm going to set out the program, and then hopefully someone is smart enough to follow the program. It, it would have to be, it would have to rely on uh, paralinguistics, is what I've heard it called, and paralinguistics is essentially the music of linguistics, you know, like intonation, how mm. when we ask a question, it goes up. Yeah, yeah, I call it prosody. Paralinguistics. So, so, so the grand theory of rap would have to have a foot there. It would have to have a foot in uh, melody itself, you know, tonic, dominant, and all of that. And then the third one would have to be a relationship to that rapper's voice itself. So this is the grand program of defining how rap melody functions. It's explaining every single pitch in a rap song in three different ways at every single moment. It's relationship to how everyone speaks. It's relationship to how that rapper speaks, and it's relationship exactly. to. Uh, the, the musical scale and, and so so a real yeah. simple thing that so just to trot out a uh, 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 simple example of how this what would you say paradigm works damn paradigm shit shit woo got to a good place, you to a good place. You, okay you yeah, said paralinguistics yeah. and i thought of, like yeah. the word paranormal and i was like ooh, that sounds spooky <laughs> but then it wasn't it wasn't anything no, no. i'm like oh i'm, I'm, I'm dumb I'm sorry uh, no. we, could, we could make it a thing if you if you wanted it that way though we could make it that thing 
like yeah. a spooky um, linguistic. So the uh, oh, so let's take let's take a simple example, right? It would have to be like just real simple. Think of a spectrum from heightened tension, really dramatic, to resolution, right? So now think of a moment at the end of a rap song when a rapper stops rapping, and what makes it feel like his the pitch? What makes what about the pitch in his rap makes it? sound finished right yeah. so to take a simple example you would say paralinguistics oh well his voice went down you know because yeah. when people make statements when people make declarations their voices go down in english and when they ask a question like oh are you going to the store the, their voices go up right so that's mm -hmm. that one then you would have yeah. to compare let's say it's a kendrick lamar song you would have to essentially create like a range for his whole speaking voice right you could say that his the, his lowest sung pitch is x and his highest sung pitch is x and then you would position his very last pitch within the spectrum right so that's the second leg of it and then the third leg of it is you will compare that pitch to what the western what why am i describing this to you guys i should just go write this fucking article or this fucking book about it uh but but you would be like oh yeah you would be like oh is it the tonic is it the this is it the that i think good rappers match their the key of their voices or at least the pitch of their voices match it in some one way or another to the beat that they're rapping on but it's like matching it in i guess that's what you're saying but in a very uh um very different way from the Tangential. way that Beyonce has to match yeah. her voice to the song. Yeah, that she's yeah, on. yeah. You know, so what I was thinking really uh, to overcome this problem, right? Because the problem we're discussing isn't really one of um, uh, God. It, it, it's not whether or not it it, it exists. It's how to talk about it, I guess. So yeah. what I yeah. wanted to do was really just prove that first part. And so the experiment I have again in mind to do was what you would do is that you would play uh someone uh not familiar with rap you would play them a song they had never heard before so the ones i always like to come back to is the jay-z black album because he released official instrumentals and official acapellas so they're separate and you don't have to worry um but what you would do is you would play these people jay-z songs and you would play them with his rap vocals at the right pitch but then you will mm. play them the same songs with the same beat, the same words. But the only difference would be that you pitch up his voice. And, my, it, and then you would ask them a question. Would be like, so it would be like, which one sounds better? Uh, rate this song on a scale, on a pleasantness scale from one to four, and rate that song on a scale from one to four. And only, then you do it with people. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be interesting. You yeah. have to really find people who don't know any of those songs yet, though. I mean, that's. Yeah, that's well, possible, I, 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 I mean, yeah. I think you could do that. Yeah, yeah, that's not, I guess, but maybe all, because again, maybe the only thing I'm proving then is that, like, rap as a tonic just justifies itself. So, so yeah. Well, you could yeah. do, that's a good point. It's just like, I don't know, make your own, like, like get a rapper and a producer and, like, make your own beats and yeah. rap song. Yeah, yeah, way, the like, only question then, rap. though, is like, but what if they're a bad rapper, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and then, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, so I was thinking, though, um, with the Jay-Z one, like, rap just might be its own tonic, you know? Like, the reason that Jay-Z's rap feels finished at the end of, what, Dirt Off Your Shoulder is because that person has heard that song yeah. in that exact manner before, you know? And so that would be another question, and that is why I would want to play songs people have heard it before, and obviously not tell get them to tell me whether it feels resolved or not, but to uh, so really would you just, to be uh, like... Would you just, yeah. like, uh, pitch it up by, like, two semitones or something, or would you, yeah. like, like manually uh, change the pitch, like... No, 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 no the entire different... thing, but... No, I would do, do it in the, the entire, entire thing, thing it, it, by one semitone, also, because, like, because uh, that's um, the closest, yeah. Yeah, but you could also, like, uh, um, I don't know, like, 
manipulate a bunch of parts in the pitch. Um, not just pitch up the whole thing. You could also like, if you're interested yeah, yeah. in... Okay, so at the end of the verse, he's going down. You could like make sure that his, his voice is staying on the same pitch level or something. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and so I've got Melodyne and that could do that. The only thing though yeah, then Melodyne is that might, be that, su- yeah. that might be such an obvious rupture of uh, what I call paralinguistics, what you call prosody, That's that the true. people, yeah. they might interpret it as being uh, not a resolution only because it, it is a completely foreign way of English speaking, you yeah, know? Because and that's why, because like, if I did the, yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so if you're doing that with, like, Melodyne uh, techniques, you're, what you get is that you might end up with judgments not based on the musical qualities, but on the linguistic qualities. But based qualities. on the speakers. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. makes sense. Um, interesting. No, no, but, yeah, it's all really interesting stuff, you know, and this has just been, obviously, you know, I <clears throat> have thought about it from a lot of different angles because... I think this stuff does really matter. You know, I had, uh, yeah. um, my, my undergrad professor wrote an article where it said hip hop is not only a misnomer, but an insult to the art of music making. Um, and that's why I have just tried so hard to isolate rap's melody down to like where you couldn't be like, Oh, the producer might've done it. Oh, that's just the beat. Oh, he's just quoting someone. Oh, someone wrote that for him. Blah, 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 blah. So, like, to just distill it to its fucking essence where it becomes uh, un... Um uh, uh, you can't debate it whether or not Jay Z wrote the, wrote that part of the melody, you know. Because mm. I, I do want to stay away from just trying to get to like a oh well, the tonic and rap is always X, Y, and Z, you know, to just relate it in a really mapping way to Western scales. But I mean, yeah, I think you can uh, work on a general scale of delay and resolution. You know, people spend their entire fucking lives talking, and we do have such a fine innate sense for reading someone's words you know even your listeners now if i if i suddenly start speaking like in a higher voice a lower voice they know when i'm being sarcastic and they know when i'm being sarcastic yeah based on the content of my words yeah uh, but they also know because my delivery quote unquote pun intended it's different you know i I kind of slide into it is a crucial crucial aspect and it's one of the things like in a when people learn a second language uh it's usually yeah, said it's that prosody is the hardest part to get yeah. right like at Fucking some point French, you're not man. gonna yeah. you're, you're gonna be <laughs> at some point you're gonna be fluent yeah. and you're gonna be uh you're not gonna make grammatical mistakes anymore and st- stuff like that and and, and, yeah. and still you could be like pointed out as no that's probably a foreigner because of the prosody thing and we and we can't exactly, even yeah. really like say what it is about it like it's hard to even articulate but something's just off in that case yeah so, and, and i think in like five years of french education i probably got two weeks on prosody which just goes to show how much it is undersold and maybe they just figured you picked it up only you could only pick it up by living in france but yeah. so like to, to to put a specific example and i would love to know if there's a analog in uh dutch right um mm-hmm. but for french uh so i remember because it was so kind of counterintuitive uh so it's syllable timed right yeah, exactly. so they always go to the end of a sentence and end but like pitch wise so they'll talk so you know so we stop and start on commas uh the uh emphasis of words or whatever but french mm-hmm. people will talk like da 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 you know and yeah, yeah, but what they do in between uh, for their pitch intonation is they go like da 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 da. Yeah, that's where the English people. Yeah, is there anything like that in Dutch? Well, okay, so so you you mentioned that French is syllable time, which means that the rhythm of the of the speech is defined by the length of this, like by the syllables. 
Uh, whereas yeah, yeah, yeah. in uh, in English or in Dutch, uh, it's stress timed. Uh, so oh, that, that means that time? it's the foot. So it's the distance between each stress syllable, like the distance from of one stress word. syllable until the next stress syllable. So it's about like stress syllables, not just uh -huh. syllables. That is equal length. So like in French, it's uh, onomatope. Like it's uh, yeah. the, the, all the syllables are equal length. In English and Dutch, uh, that's not the case because an unstressed syllable is always shorter than a longer than a stressed syllable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the unit of a stressed syllable followed by all the unstressed syllables is usually the same length as the next unit. Oh no shit! Of, so that's sort of really, the yeah. classically in, in it's. I mean, there's a lot of nuance to it, and the theories are shifting, and it's more like a yeah. Um, it's more like a, a scale rather than either syllable or stress time for languages. But so Dutch is really similar to to English in that sense, where the rhythm is defined by the foot. Actually, what, what I think, one of my hypotheses in my research on West Coast and East Coast African-American English is that um, on this scale of syllable time completely on the one end and stress timed on the other, that New York English is a little more uh, uh, syllable timed and that Damn. West Coast English is a little more, uh, African-American English is a little more uh, stress timed. Right? Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, so, yeah. That, um, so that that is... Uh, so that there's more rhythmic variation in the West because there's more difference in mm -hmm. terms of length between stressed and unstressed syllables whereas in the East Coast like in French not to that extent but more in that direction uh, syllables mm -hmm. are closer together in terms of length so in that oh, okay. sense the rhythm is slightly different that's my hypothesis and um, you can ask we me we will come like, back come back a, to a, that a, in a year in a year yeah yeah the and data find all, out uh, yeah exactly yeah but, yeah. yeah, you uh huh? <laughs> <laughs> has, has everyone already turned off? Yeah, are they done? They they, they were like, I, I I don't know what these fucking guys are talking about. I'm um, I'm really uh, happy to hear that you're so like into this like studying music from oh, a linguistic it's awesome, perspective. Dog. It's awesome, Because like yeah, uh, I know that because uh, my father is also like a linguist. Uh, interested, very much interested in music. I'm, Wait, uh, hold yeah. hold on, you you. There are families of linguists out there just yeah, roaming there are, around. There are. You hear it? Yeah. You hear of athlete families? Yeah. <laughs> second generation linguists. Okay, because yeah, man, like the but Bonds like, played he had baseball. A lot of, uh, yeah. Uh, back back when he was my age, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he, he sat had a you lot on his of knee. trouble of like yeah. convincing people that studying. Uh, a, la a music or a it. language in terms of music or the other way around was uh, like a like a thing you could do yeah. like now it's like there's conferences on the connection between language yeah. and music right so yeah. it's really evolved yeah, exactly. that way yeah. it's um and, and then one of one of your dad's adversaries uh broke his hand so he couldn't write any articles and then you decided to take up the family mantle and to avenge to avenge your father uh and to, and to prove his theses I, I mean i assume that like this is like a building action movie because you correct me if i'm wrong but you guys even studied the same fucking thing honestly well, are you making this up no, I'm not I, making this up. I, yeah. We literally, uh, uh, um, at one point, we we had our yeah. offices at the university in the same, uh, on not just on the same floor, but in the same like hallway. Yeah, uh, we were like okay, because I'm just imagining. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just imagining yeah. him like 
playing with you on his knee. And he's like, okay, Steven, now recite back to me all of the alveolar, unvoiced fricatives bro, in the bro, whatever have, language there's, of there's South Africa. Of he, that my happened. dad used me as a guinea pig to study language acquisition of a kid. Yo, <laughs> yo, I'm, yo, I'm still, linguist! They're still, playing, like, uh, they're still playing videos yeah. of me as like a, a toddler. Like, or like Dude, as a baby what, saying, ba, 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 da, da, like my whole sort of language oh, acquisition Baba and was, that was yeah, like documented. What, 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 <laughs> yo, who was the linguist who, uh, there was a linguist who put a camera literally in every room in his house yeah, and so recorded every single moment. That. Yeah, that's sort of the extreme yeah, yeah. form of what I experienced as a kid. Cause my dad oh, just dude, every th once in a while got the camcorder around and recorded me. Uh, <laughs> these speaking. linguists are fucking cutthroat, man. I thought, you know, you know, my parents were uh, uh, lawyers, and so they were always pushing me uh, to go to law school. But God, if, if your if, if your dad is pulling out the camera just every time you say "mama" or "dada," uh, that, that's a whole other level of helicopter parenting, I think. Yeah, but I always liked it. Yeah. I liked the attention. I guess. <laughs> oh no! It, <laughs> it was it, fun. No, yeah, well, it's awesome, man. Yeah, man, it's crazy though, and so much of it is so ripe for musical exploitation. Yeah, the, kick, um, the Kick Knowledge yeah, podcast it's, it's just turned weird. into phonology one hundred and one. Man, this is what i teach yeah, my yeah, students yeah seriously <laughs> hey, i love it i know i'm just hanging out yeah yeah you know so 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 even linguistics right i even understanding linguistics i think can really um uh help you write even uh better sure. rap sure. just to understand like puns and stuff like that and kind of where the spaces in language are you know and, yeah. and then and then yeah it's just so interesting it it yeah it totally makes sense it's like you know Knowing music theory more helps you know music. how to make yeah. music. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, like yeah. when I when I make beats and stuff, like I use all the theory knowledge that I've mm -hmm. learned, you know, and apply it to it. And it's it's at this point, it's like I don't even think just it's just something it's, I do now. Uh, but I don't see how that that's any different than you know. So Martin, uh, it was very good to have you on the show again. Um, yeah, hopefully you can come on. Better been more episodes. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, no, I, I, I would love to. Uh, I'm really, you know, and I've really loved what you guys have done with the podcast so far. Uh, yeah. I think this is definitely a subject and a look at the subject matter that people want to hear from y'all. So Let's yeah, do. just keep it up, man. Yeah, Kick so knowledge, quick, drop knowledge. I, uh, I saw on Twitter, I think that you have, um, like you, there's plans for a second book already, right? And yeah, yeah. And there was like a, you had a little Uzi Vert video that came out this morning. That's right. That's uh, right. I watched it this so morning. We're recording this. On oh yeah, did it? you like that? Yeah, I liked yeah. it. Yeah, um, it was good. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, so you know. God, I don't know. I guess so. It's kind of funny because when I signed on to write a book, it was uh, October twenty. 15 and i picked a deadline no october 2014 and i picked a deadline of february 2015 for the delivery of it and so of course the book is coming out three years later in february 2018 um so what happened though was yeah i basically wrote two books during that time i wrote i wrote one book it was trade well okay well i wrote one book it was really super shitty i started over i wrote a second better book that was in uh but it's it meant for a popular audience and then mm -hmm. the publisher didn't like it so then really i wrote a third book uh <laughs> after after having thrown out the first one uh because it was so bad it was like parts memoir part rap transcription part music theory textbook part me uh indulging myself uh and so yeah so that will never see the light of day hopefully but 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 no that then uh the third one is the music th the kind of musician oriented one that will come out you know people have taken music uh lessons before in february and then the one uh that i got a 
Agent Four is a um, uh, right. that's like a that's um, a trade one, you know, like Book of Rhymes that Dr. Bradley did, or even you know, like for linguistics, you know, Peterson. I think that's his name, right? Who wrote the Conlang book, uh, The Art of Language? Um, mm. Dan Peterson is that his name? Something like that. Mm, uh, but no, so, yeah. and, and so that's the kind of thing you don't need to know a damn thing about music, and it's awesome. But yeah, there are ten chapters on ten rappers talking about how they're expert musicians in the same way as Hendrix, the Beatles, and Mozart. Dope. So I point out how like uh, Andre three thousand drew influences from a lot of different places and how so did jimmy so did the beatles obviously you know obviously. how pharaoh manch is yeah so how pharaoh manch is versatile because he can rap every which way uh or no eminem's technical proficiency you know eminem is the Jimi hendrix of the voice um that's how i would put it uh and so yeah so hopefully uh yeah 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 next step is just uh getting a publisher but yeah still got the website rapanalysis.com yep yep and uh uh yeah yeah man so it's uh what does justin hunt say it's all happening yeah uh okay cool well yeah thanks a lot for having me on guys so this has been the seventh episode of the Kick Knowledge Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you like this, make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Kick Lower Dash Knowledge, and of course check out our website www.kickknowledgepodcast.com where we upload our episodes. You can also find us on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio, on Mixcloud. Uh, yeah, I believe that's it. And uh, you know, let us know what you thought, uh, and stay tuned for the next episode. Peace. Ask me if I'm trying to acknowledge, 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 ac